Think of everyone you'll be with during the day. Take just a minute to embrace them all in the love you have for Jesus. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode 167. Today's topic, what will you give Jesus for Christmas? You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am always so grateful when you tune in to listen. I've got a question for you. Christmas is in just a few days, if you're listening to this episode when it first comes out, and you probably already have most of your holiday preparations taken care of. In last week's episode, number 166, we talked about some ways to get ready for Christmas spiritually. So, here's my question for you. Have you thought about what you will give Jesus for Christmas this year? He doesn't need any more gold or frankincense or myrrh. And there's no nearby stable where you could find the baby Jesus lying in a feeding trough to take anything to him anyway. So what will you give Jesus for Christmas? What could you possibly give him that he doesn't already have? He doesn't need any things. He needs your love, your loyalty, your obedience. Now, if you're a regular listener to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, you're probably already full of love for Jesus, and you try to obey him to the best of your ability. Just take a moment to stop and appreciate what a beautiful thing that is. Jesus wants your whole heart every minute of every day throughout the years. He wants and deserves our every thought and action to be loyal to him. But as much as we may desire to live this way, it takes a lot of work, and sometimes we may fall a little short. It requires self-sacrifice of the human ego and opinions that we hold so tightly to our chests and in our hearts. It demands that we let go of all the petty little fears and hurts, the doubts and resentments that pollute our memories. Maybe another way to ask the question, what will you give Jesus for Christmas, is what will you give up for Jesus this Christmas? Will you finally forgive Aunt Sophie for how she betrayed you nine years ago and give up your bitterness and desire for revenge? Will you forgive your mom and dad for the mistakes they made in raising you and let go of your resentment? Will you replace being so judgmental of others with compassion? There are so many things we could add to this list. Will you do this for Christ? 
I know it's not always easy. It takes humility. But there is something incredibly rewarding when we let go of selfishness, past anger, hurt feelings, and animosity. When you clear out the emotional debris from the chambers of your heart, you're giving Jesus the gift he most desires. You're giving Christ more space to occupy in your heart. In a way, you could say metaphorically that you're fluffing up the hay in the feeding trough that would be baby Jesus' crib, away from the hustle and bustle of that noisy inn. Jesus said, this is John fourteen fifteen, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is one of the greatest gifts you can give Jesus, obedience, which is the result of love. When you forgive those who have wronged you, you are obeying Jesus' command to forgive. When you love others as yourself, you're obeying his command. When you love your enemies and pray for them, you are obeying Jesus. Every time you obey one of Jesus' commands, you're giving him a priceless gift. So I'll ask again, what will you give Jesus this Christmas? Now, you may already be doing a pretty good job of loving your neighbor, forgiving folks, and following Jesus' example in the way you interact with people. But there's always a little room for us to do better. And this is where I think of chapter 25 of Matthew. Jesus talks about the people who called him Lord and thought with all their hearts that they loved him and would do anything for him personally, and yet he still rebuked them. This is Matthew twenty-five, forty-two through 45. He says, I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refused to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. What if Jesus said to you that he had needed help, but you didn't help him? That's quite a rebuke, isn't it? Can't you just hear the anguish in their voices when they said, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked, or sick and in prison, and not help you? In their hearts, they honestly thought they would have helped Jesus. They loved him, at least to some degree. The problem was they didn't recognize him in everyone they met. Earlier in this passage in Matthew, Jesus commends the people who did minister to him. Jesus says of them, this is Matthew 25, 34 through 40, Come, you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. 
Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Just like the folks who didn't recognize Jesus and the people they did not help, the ones whose actions were approved of by Jesus did not recognize him and the people they did help. Again, imagine their surprise when Jesus told them they had actually been doing their acts of kindness to him whenever they helped someone else. Now, I know this is not a new idea, and I've talked about this passage in Matthew chapter 25 several times on the podcast but I think it's important to look at it again through the lens of Christmas and what we have that we can give to Jesus. I was talking to a friend several days ago and have actually heard from several people about all the rushing around they do, getting ready for Christmas, buying presents, cleaning and decorating their homes, cooking for visiting family members. There can be so many things to do and places to be at Christmas time. All these friends were wishing for a little more quiet time to pray, to be still and listen for God's voice amid all the hustle and bustle of the season. Sometimes it seemed they hardly had a minute to themselves. There was so much to do. Have you ever felt that way? I certainly have on way too many Christmases, especially when my kids were little. There was always so much to do. What if, in all your busy activities and preparations, you could recognize Jesus in everyone you met. Family members coming for the holidays, salespeople in the stores, all the crowds in the stores racing around frantic to get everything done. Think of everyone in traffic, going or coming somewhere. What if you could see the Christ in all these people and treat them with the same love and respect you would treat Jesus with? I can't think of anything better to give Jesus for Christmas. And it's also the best gift you can give yourself. When you treat others this way, it plants a holy, unselfish joy in your heart that nothing can compare to. Now, I know it's sometimes hard to remember to do this when you're involved in an activity, especially if there are several people and different opinions about what to do or how to do it. But even if you did this with just one person each day, it would make an incredible difference in your life. Now, there are probably lots of ways to approach this, but I see at least three things that might be helpful to make this part of your days leading up to Christmas. First, think about how you love Jesus. Deeply ponder your love for who he is and what he did not just for you personally, but for the whole world. In the quiet chambers of your heart, cherish your love for Christ. Now, before your day gets started and runs away with itself in all the activities you have to be part of, like family and friends specifically, and then think of anyone in a more general sense that you'll see during the day, like people on the streets, in traffic, in the stores, in a restaurant, etc. Take just a minute to embrace them all in the love you have for Jesus. And, for just a minute, 
pretend they are Jesus. Then love them as much as you would love him. This doesn't have to take very long. You could actually take just a couple of minutes to do this before you even got out of bed in the morning. Then, as you go about your day, take a moment as you walk into a store, or when you're at a stoplight in traffic, or when you're cooking a meal for friends and family, to consciously love, in real time, everyone in that particular situation as much as you would love Jesus. Treat them the same way you would treat Jesus. Be grateful to and for them the way you are grateful to and for Jesus. Do it again and again. Keep it up until it comes more naturally and happens more frequently. And don't stop after Christmas has come and gone. This can be the way we love and interact with people all year long. Now, if you realize at the end of the day that you haven't loved people like this because you got so involved in everything you had to do, well, you can do this retroactively. Go back and think of all the people you interacted with during the day. Just take a few moments to embrace them in the same love you have for Jesus. And while you're loving and being grateful for everyone this way and treating them like you'd treat Jesus, don't forget to include yourself. Will you recognize the Christ in yourself? Will you love yourself the way you love Jesus? To love others and yourself this way is the very best gift you can give Jesus. This is the best gift you can give anyone and everyone else. This is the best gift you can give yourself. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I love each of you, my listeners. Some of you I know personally. Some of you I've never met, but I hold you all in my heart this Christmas. I recognize and cherish the Christ in you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you know someone who would appreciate today's episode, please share it with them. If you have any questions or comments about what you've heard today or anything in the Bible, please feel free to reach out to me. The best way to contact me is on my website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com. Just click on the contact tab in the menu bar, fill out the form, and I'll be in touch. I look forward to hearing from you. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, or you haven't subscribed yet, I encourage you to do so. Go again to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out your name and email, and you're all set. And of course, you can listen to the podcast on any of the podcast apps, but when you sign up on my website, I'll send you a prayer guide that I put together called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. It's my way of saying thanks for being so supportive. And if you're new to the show, I encourage you to go back and check out some of the previous episodes that might be of interest to you. As always, the Bible quotes that I mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes page on the website. You can find those at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 167. This is episode 167. And if you're listening on a podcast app, you'll find that link in the description. And what some of you may not realize is, now on the show notes page for each episode, 
There's basically a transcript of everything I've said in the episode, so if you'd like to read it as well as listen to it, you can do that on the website. Thanks again so much for being here. I am so grateful for all the ways that you've been supportive of the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Again, I wish you a very Merry Christmas. And if you're listening at a time when it's not Christmas, I wish on you the spirit of Christmas at whatever season it is. That's it for this week. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care and we'll see you next time. God bless. God bless.